All right, Patrick, I don't know how closely you've been following Timberwolves' narratives this season, but uh, their biggest problem has been responding after a win. Yeah. So, so they beat the Bucks, and then they get a little haughty, and then they lose a bunch of games, then they beat the Lakers, they come back, they party all night. And so, <laughs> so the challenge has been, can you follow a win without getting too full of yourselves? And last night... By golly, they accomplished it. They beat the vaunted San Antonio Spurs back-to-back wins. Uh, you know, Popovich needs, what, 21 wins to become the all-timer? He's going to have to come back next year. Yeah. That team stinks. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, they came out of the shoot last night. What was it, 21-3? to three? I think something It was like a 20-point lead really early, 20, yeah. 21-3. to three. Uh, Let me say this in all seriousness. Uh, Chris Finch, for the most part, is getting them to do something that even Tibbs couldn't get them to do, which is play defense. They mm-hmm. they are playing some defense, which isn't easy when you have D'Angelo on your team. And he'll actually run all around and stand in front of somebody on occasion this year. It's not just shooting layups. <laughs> but Vanderbilt's a defender. Uh, and all he's, he's a, I, I like the lineup when he starts. Uh, you know, I'd like them to use McDaniel's more, but uh, they're they're yeah. they're they're not completely helpless defensively. And guess what? We like to get on Cat. I like the way they were playing Cat. It's, they're playing Cat now. He's away from the basket quite often to get some shots, but he still goes in there and gets twelve rebounds. I think he's playing good. I he think is he's playing good. We we you know, there's the whining at the officials and his. His uh, occasional martyrdom is, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, retweeting stuff, saying free cat and stuff like that, and then making up a story about being hacked. He's not a real mature guy, but he's playing good. And he's, you know what else he's doing? He's playing. He hasn't missed a game, right? Mm -hmm. He hasn't missed a game. And the last, you know, last season is hard to say, but, uh, you know, 2018, 2019, he didn't play. He missed all kinds of big hunks of games. So he's playing. That's it. That's another big asset that, that he's on the court. He's, he's playing good. So I, they're, what are they, six and 10 now? Six and 10? Uh, they're, they're six and nine. And I believe they were a game out of the 10 seed playing uh, seed last well, night. So unless I want to get everyone too excited here, but I, Unless uh, Cat breaks down and misses twenty five games, they'll 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 squeeze into the top sixty seven percent of the West. But and it I, will be. Uh, and I would also like I would throw this into that as as annoying as it is when they lose to the Magic. Like the Pelicans yeah. have two wins this season. One of them is against the Wolves, right? Like yeah. those are bad losses. But this team wasn't going to just become a fifty eight win team. They're going to have frustrating losses. They're going to go through. I think I I still think that over under of like thirty five and a half. You know, I I still think I would take the over if everyone stays healthy. But Vegas generally knows yeah, what they're doing when they what, set those numbers. But that you know, if they get the thirty six or seven, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the top ten, right? They'll, they'll be a, yeah. They'll be a ten nine ten seed. Yeah, yeah. Well, which so, is I think that's the goal, right? That's we're number goal. ten. We're number ten. <laughs> Let's well, you got to you know, you got to start somewhere and. Uh, 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 Edwards, I mean, you got to love his personality. And I, I was surprised to see the, the, uh, quote from Finch today. So saying he plays really well, one out of three games. 
he says, now we got to get that up to two, uh, two out of three games. And which is kind of setting a high standard for him because, you know, I think he's been pretty good, but uh, they got a little depth. They got eight, nine players and they, uh, they're not, they're, they have not played up to their talent yet, but I, I think they, I think they can, I think they can, you know, they're, I mean, last night was no contest. They well, one other, one quick thing on Edwards. So, and I know you, I want to hear more about, uh, I, I think you've already crowned Edwards, potentially the Timberwolves all-time media darling, which I want to get yes. to. But uh, but even when he, like when he doesn't play well, it's usually because he shoots, you know, like last night, well, he didn't shoot that poorly last night, but a couple of games ago, he went two of 11. You know, he's had a seven for 22. And even when he has those bad shooting games, when he's just settling for bad threes, He'll grab rebounds. He plays pretty good defense. You know, he's he's at least active. These people that were comparing him to Andrew Wiggins, when Andrew Wiggins had a bad shooting night, he would grab one rebound and no assists on a regular basis. So at least Edwards is active and doing things and steals and blocks and defense when he's not shooting. Yeah, well. there is there are those nights when he has no conscience and just fires up a three when it when it when it comes because he's not that good of a three point shooter. But yeah. uh, you know, he's he's a and I, I love this whole thing. Uh, I heard somebody talking about this the other day. You can't, you can't be a winning team if catch your best player. Well, yes, you can if your second best player is very close to being as good as Cat, right? If Edwards is your second best player reaching his full potential, then you can. Yes, you can. It's not, you know, you not Cat is not one of the top ten players in the league, but he's. 15, 16, 14, you can, you can win with Cat as your best player. If, as long as the supporting cast is there, he's, he, you know, that's, that's good enough. There's this whole, you got to have, a, you know, your best player has to be such and such. Well, no, that's not true. That's fair. Judge? Let's talk about Ant as a, a quote, because Ant ad- <laughs> adopted the one thing that I like the, the most and should be a rule. When we refer to Chris Finch, it needs to be Finchy. Finchy. It well, needs she... to be Finchy, and Ant knows that and doesn't. And the the quote I we don't want Finchy to get out of character. It might be one of my <laughs> favorites of all time. And he's I, what twenty? That quote was <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you know, and, and he throws in what I love about him is he throws in some of the worst grammar in the history of mankind in his quotes too. He has no, but it's. Uh, it's talks like he shoots, Pat. It's it's fantastic. It's uh it was great. I just I laughed for ten minutes when I saw the Finchy quote. Of course, what I'd really like to find out is if he's calling him Finchy because he watched the original office in England. The office <laughs> no, show. probably not. We had no. in there. And Finchy in that fantastic TV series, not the US version, the yeah. British version, one of the greatest. TV series of all time, and Finchy was David Brent's favorite character, Ricky Gervais's uh, favorite character, even though he was the most inappropriate guy in the history of television. That was Finchy. That's the original Finchy right there. So love it. <laughs> That's a great quote, though. So, so meanwhile, our guy in St. Paul, Dino, pushes all the right buttons. All you have to do is wake Kaprizov up, Patrick Royce. Shuffle the line. All That's you all gotta you do, have to do send a little message, and the next thing you know, you get a goal and three assists from Kirill. Well, I happen to be 
changing channels the other afternoon, and I got to admit this, uh, I, uh, I ran into Coley at about 2.20, and he was talking in-depth hockey with Rosen. And all he would talk about was how fat Kaprizov is <laughs> to the point I thought we were going to have to get him a gastric bypass he was talking about. So it was nice to see him score a goal. Apparently that's the, uh, is that the litany now of the wild critics that uh, Kaprizov's too fat? No. I think he, I think he looked bit bigger. And so some people who probably don't care have, they think he's fat. He's not fat. No. He's no. He's um he's bigger, but I don't think he's fat. But oh, uh, well, and he's you know this idea that he can, you know, goals are random anyway. What the right. hell? If you get your chances, you get goals. So, but how nice it is it, Patrick, that on the night that Suits returns in all his glory and <laughs> plays more minutes than anybody else on either team, that a Wild Stars basically sent a message and responds to it as opposed to bristles and gets mad and runs to the guy that owns the team to complain to him. Uh, seven to two, wasn't it? Seven, seven to two. two. Yeah. And Ryan Suter played the most minutes of what was anybody. A minus, a minus what? what was minus, two. Minus, minus two. Minus two. Okay. Minus I two. I see he did, uh, well, did uh, talk apparently at the uh, skate around or something. And Morning skate, he, yeah. He didn't want to leave here. He didn't want to. Yeah, it, yeah, it, uh, shocking. Well, it's uh, yeah, I'm sure he didn't because he had to, you know, uproot the whole thing. But uh, yeah, well, they uh, obviously uh, didn't miss him last night. That's for sure. How's Dallas? Any good? They have um, they have a lot of big names and talent, and you're going to be shocked by this. A team that Ryan is on is underachieving, and appears to be sort of lackadaisical. I don't know about that because I never thought the Wild underachieved. They weren't that good. They didn't have any goal scorers until they got the the uh, Russian. So I, oh, they, I, didn't, I didn't think they underachieved. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, I did. You know, Coyle, Niederreiter, Granlin, they weren't okay. that good. They weren't they that good as they proved. You know? Yes. So, yes. Anyway. But, but Meanwhile, yeah, they, yeah. How do you like a league, a hockey league? The soul of hockey. Canada is up there, right? Canada, they got Edmonton's got the guy, so they're okay. The two best franchises, the two best teams in the NFL are located in, I mean, NHL are located in in uh, Florida, out mm-hmm. in the suburbs, Miami, where nobody knows they exist, yeah. and in uh, Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Those are the two best teams. And the other one, have you noticed Buffalo's attendance? Six, seven thousand a game. What yeah. is going on? That's They're pretty tough. When 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 those fans become apathetic, I think you know that. Uh, well, I think they're mad at the owner because he's a trying to make make them buy him a new billion dollar football stadium, but b he also wants what a two hundred million dollar renovation of the hockey arena too, or something. And he yeah. wants the, he wants the state of New York and the taxpayers to pay the whole freight i think they played toronto last week and ordinarily that game draws really well and it was empty yeah yeah it's, it's weird it's weird so, attendance is a big problem in sports they're, they're four thousand less than everybody in the league i looked it up yesterday including arizona <laughs> yeah. which which is being evicted all right pat vikings packers this sunday what are your thoughts 
Vikes by ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Vikes yeah, by ten. It'll it'll be a this is for one of the few times they're going to play a good second half and uh, like they did last Sunday. And uh, the Packers look very bland offensively, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, their defensive has absolutely played their arses off the last two weeks. And they got beat down in Arizona uh, because the offense couldn't do anything. And it was only, you know, they played terrific last week and it was only three to nothing late in the third period. So uh, I, I don't think they have enough offense to come in here. I don't think right now they have enough offense to come in here and win. And especially without Aaron Jones, because this Dylan guy is a nice second back big strong guy but you don't want to have to have him play the whole game which i don't know if they have a backup running back or not i haven't seen him yet so i like i like the vikings to win that game but they will let me just say this they still have a couple of disappointments in their back pocket for us don't worry about that there'll be a a couple clunkers where you say they can't lose this game and they do but there's going to be a Bears game against like an interim head coach and Andy <laughs> and Andy Dalton is starting again. Like yeah. that that's definitely on the horizon. Yep. There'll be you know, one out There's there. the there's the Lions searching for their first win coming up still at some point. Yeah. yeah. But I uh I do like uh I like them. By the way, they're the only uh they're apparently the only uh, team in town that has got their whole fan base back, right? The Vikings, I mean they're Aren't, aren't they? I We're guess drawing? Tickets, yeah. I guess tickets have been easy to get. They, you know, now maybe not this Sunday with the Green Bay people, but the Wild. Not last night was okay, right? But uh, right. The, the first home game this week against San Jose. They. I don't know. I thought Target Center looked pretty packed last night in the uh, third quarter against the Spurs. How, how empty was it last night? <laughs> it was empty on. Uh, they showed a couple Wednesday. wide shots. They did a couple, uh, and I don't. Know, maybe that. Maybe this was. A, a decision they would take back from a production standpoint, but like when the wolves would go on a run, you know, cat would hit a three and they would like zoom out or something Don't zoom you know, out. to show, <laughs> show what, empty like seats? eight people in the crowd. Look yeah, at all the man. empty seats. Well, I mean, they, I think people wanted to be excited to start the season and then they lose six games in a row or whatever. It's, it's I got to say, uh, let me say something about the Buxton deal. Please do. Uh, Mike ran, I heard him be, wrote this yesterday or whenever, and I've heard it that the Twins, if they don't sign Buxton, are going to lose credibility with the fans. <laughs> this guy, okay, that's you know, I would like to see them sign him and take a shot, but the credibility has been lost by Buxton, not the Twins. The oh. credibility is lost by a guy who's played forty percent of the games in the last four years. It's not the team. It's the player. And by the way, when he came back in September, finally, he was great in April. There's no doubt about it. When he came back in September, he was not a world beater. He was, you know, he was, you'd rather have him than not. But uh, the credibility uh, lands with him. And by the way, here's the other thing. If they sign him. If they give him $110 million or whatever it's going to take, and he starts getting hurt again, these same people who are now saying, uh, you know, they have they got to keep him there. You know, they got to show, you know, they, they're going to lose all respect to the fans if they don't. 
those same people are going to be saying, how could those idiots sign this guy and give him all that money instead of spend it on pitching when he doesn't play? If he gets hurt again, they're going to be getting ripped by the same people who now say they need to sign him for the credibility of the franchise. And while I, I agree that his credibility and durability are both shot, my question back to the Twins would be, well, what are, what are, what else are you on the hook? Like they're going to trade Josh Donaldson. They'll, they'll dump his salary this offseason. They didn't they're sign they're Barrios. They're, again, they're, not, they're sure. not they're not on the hook for six big contracts. So no. th- th- to me, this is a risk. I mean, I mean, this apples to oranges here. But Paul Molitor was hurt until he was thirty. Yeah, know. and then he DH. Sure, but Buxton Buxton can play right field in three years and still be <laughs> I don't care insanely valuable. <laughs> Buxton is only valuable if he plays center field. He's I'm gamble I'm gambling not, on 120 games. That's what I'm not, gambling on. You cannot mention him in the same breath with Molitor as a hitter, of course, and uh, and Molitor got healthy when he stopped playing in the field. And if Buxton doesn't play in the field, he's worthless. So that's you know he's the what makes him different. What makes him a difference maker is playing in the field. So would you? you so you're you would explore, you would explore trading him. No, I'm just saying, if they sign him, fine. But the notion that they have to sign him, I don't buy that. I, there's he should not be rewarded fantastically for having spent. Four. So do you don't do you not care then if they trade him in? I don't know, before December 1? Or not playing. So. We lost Pat there for a oh, second. Okay. Judd, Judd, go ahead, ask, ask it again. So, Pat, do, do you not care if they trade him then before, say, the work they stoppage? They won't trade him. They won't trade December him. 1st? But, I mean, do you care if they do? Or or at this point, would you no, just say, because I'm this out? Team is not, this is not a team that's on the cusp of anything. It's a team that's rebuilding. No matter what they're telling you, they have no pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You cannot win because you have Byron Buxton at center field and you have no starting pitchers and you have a questionable bullpen. They now, th- now if, they've, if they have determined, by the way, inexplicably somehow, like two years after what they did in 2019, and they were good in 2020, if they have somehow determined, well, this just has to be a full rebuild because we don't have any pitching, and then it'll take another three plus years. Well, then trade him, trade him. If you're going to sign him, then you should also follow up by having a plan to get two really good starting pitchers this winter. But if you yeah. can't, if you can't do both, then all right, whatever. Then then just be be miserable for three years. And I, I I've always said about him when he's playing good, they're twenty percent better everywhere pitching. Mm-hmm. Fielding, obviously, way better fielding and and offensively because he's the only athlete they got. Mm-hmm. But the idea that somehow he has earned this big contract is crap. He is, you know, he is, you know, what, what I try to do is I, I'm going to wait till next trade. I'm going to let him play in the summer. If he plays good, you probably won't be able to sign him. But I... I think you'll get less for him right now than you will if you – usually, I, I admit that usually position players don't bring a big reward in the middle of the season. But if he's playing good and you can't and you can't sign him, then 
uh, you could probably get more than you can get now. I don't think with, with the uncertainty of the contract and December 1st and the whole deal, I, I don't think it's feasible to trade him now. I think you got to wait till there's a season being played. Yeah. He probably wants to, him and his agent would probably like to play a full season too. Right? Yeah. Unless he stubs his toe and misses two months and then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it fouls a ball it's, off it's his a fair point. Here. Fouls a ball off his small toe and can't play for 35 days. <laughs> he lost me this year when he missed 37 games after running to first base. And then he came back and he broke a little pinky finger and he missed another 30 games. You know, the old boys would have rubbed a little dirt on it, taped it up and hit. He has not shown me any inclination to play under circumstances when he's not 90%, you know, yeah. and he, he hasn't shown me it. He hasn't shown me that he cares that much to be in a lineup. Hmm. So. Yeah. Those, I, those are all fair points. Those are all fair points. All right. All right. Pat's got the Vikings by 10. Pat's got oh. Buxton on the way out and Pat's got birds avoiding us birds, bank stadium. Yeah, grape, too. We're spraying grape juice at the birds to try to quit them, but <laughs> now we're not going to do it because the Audubon society is very upset. So <laughs> if you have any dead birds in your yard, go down there and lay them in front of the, uh, down, down there in front of the dome. Just, uh, just to irritate people as you're walking in. I, I took a picture of a dead bird in the, on the street in Minneapolis about three years ago and kept running it. Kept, Set it out on Twitter. Oh, oh another one. I found oh, it. Oh my of, god! I found it in front of the Ziggy Dome. Do they have the X's on their eyes like you see? Or <laughs> is it a real thing? Yeah. All right. All right, All right Pat. Right. We'll talk to you next All week. Right. Wrapping yep. with Roycey, Mackie, and Judd. Score North YouTube channel.